FASWA is a podcast about Bigfoot. It's recorded for the skeptics, the believers, the knowers, and those who just have a casual interest in the subject. For more information, visit saswhat.com. figure out i accidentally opened like the history bar on my ipad safari yeah and i don't know how to get it to go away oh no like such an Um, old man but like i can't get the stupid (laughs) history bar to get off that happened on my computer the other day and i just had to shut it off and start from scratch yeah i did that and nothing happened oh that's not good no i'm telling you i'm i'm old the other day i had to um, I'm just going to include this in the show because it's funny. Uh, the other day I had to, we, we have like a group chat going on Instagram for some reason. I don't know why Instagram is a thing that we're doing, but there's like basically the film crew that went down to, to do boggy are always sending each other Instagram photos and stuff. They find funny, you know, and, uh, like memes and stuff. And I attempted to do it the other day. <laughs> realized I have no clue how to share an image through like Instagram messenger. So I just send like a link to the, uh, to the picture I thought was funny. And then everyone made fun of me for the next. They're like, what do you mean? We got to click on this and go outside of Instagram. Yeah. Everyone was just making fun of my old manness. So have you, have you tried that boomerang app that everyone's doing on Instagram? No. Where it looks like a small little tiny loop. It just takes a series of pictures while you're oh, moving yeah. it's or like making a, a face. Yeah, it's a quick GIF or whatever. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I never have... Uh, I th- I think GIFs are stupid. <laughs> was, uh, it, don't tell Facebook that. Facebook loves its GIFs. I like GIFs of uh, Overwatch. Like funny things happening in Overwatch because that's my yeah. new like, video game obsession. Um <laughs> So I'll watch GIFs of like hilarious things happening in Overwatch, but for the most part, I've never understood the uh, the GIF thing. So. What is this Overwatch? Like people are falling down and stuff, and that's why it's funny. Uh, no, it's well, you know about the game, right? Or maybe not. A little bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just a first-person shooter. It's like Blizzard's new IP. It's like their first IP, new IP since. Uh, the Lost Vikings, which was like a Super Whoa. Nintendo video game. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a long time. So, But it's got, it's very like superhero and all ages friendly, but it is like the most addictive, fun multiplayer game I've ever played. Like better than the, the first Call of Duty I ever played, which I loved. Um, it's like, yeah, anyway, the the what I've been watching are just, I've been hitting the Overwatch Reddit a lot. <laughs> And uh, scary place, Reddit. Yeah, and uh, they'll post like just gifs of like hilarious things that happen, like game glitches and stuff like that. And I'll be sitting. Usually, I'm <laughs> watching these when I'm at my desk job, and uh, I'm sure it annoys my coworkers because I laugh out loud. <laughs> they they just know exactly what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, they're like that idiot is not working again. He's playing a damn game again. Yeah. So, um. We wanted to talk... Okay, I guess I should do the intro. This is Saswa, a show about Bigfoot. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. Mark is in Canada looking for, for Sasquatches, um, the native tribe, not not the hairy, upright-walking ape. Um, he's actually out trying to become a member of a Sasquatch tribe, and he took Andy and his dear wife with him. So we, awesome. we may never speak to them again, because I'm pretty sure they're they're going back to nature. But... Um, this week I'm joined by Shannon LeGrow, our buddy. She's been on the show a few times already. She does her own show called Into the Fray, which you can find at intothefray.com, if I'm not mistaken. It's not like... Uh, intothefrayradio.com. Intothefrayradio.com. I already <laughs> screwed you, it sir. up. No, that's okay. Happens all the time. Uh, I even type it in like that a lot of times on online. Was so it was Into the Fray already taken? Yes. By and actually, if you type into the fray.com in, something does pop up uh, like it's trying to be something, but it's just not there yet. So okay. somebody had already taken the domain name. So I'm radio had to be added. I'm really curious what that's going to be. Me too. It's been like that for a while now. I used to have friends who did a podcast called Wednesday Warriors. And um, 
the most hilarious thing was that there was also a biking group of of uh, girls, like a, a girls' bicycle group, called uh, Wednesday Warriors, and <laughs> these guys you mean were road bikers. Like yeah, the like bicycles. bicycles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they would, and I think they were doing it for charity or something, but it was hilarious to accidentally put in uh, Wednesday Warriors into your, your URL search or whatever and, and turn up this girls' bicycle group. Because these were, these dudes were about as far from that as you can get. Their show was about comic books, and uh, you would find They it. were probably like, oh, we got this domain name easy. Yeah, there's like, no the way, there's no way a girls' bicycle group is going to have costed our domain. Those road bikers drive me nuts. They're all over here in Vegas. And, you know, they have their own bike lane usually, but they're always in your lane or they're actually sitting in front of your car in the left turn lane. I'm like, you're not a car. Get out of my way. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dangerous. I'm sorry. I know. I agree. I I see this elderly man on this back road I take to work every day on his bicycle. And I'm waiting for the day where I come down the road and there's like a bicycle on the side of the road and an yeah. ambulance somewhere or something. These days, everybody's on their phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, if you look down for a second, Shannon, that's it. Just just for the record, we don't mean to sound like two uh, crotchety old men right now. <laughs> we get that way, though. But yeah, as, if we start going off on a tear about like Pokemon Go or something, don't oh, don't hold it yeah. against us. So yeah. Um, this week we're talking about uh, Bigfoot theories, which was a, a topic I had wanted. It was on my list of topics I wanted to talk about at some point, and for some reason it came to me the other day when Shannon and I were trying to decide what we were going to talk about. So, um, and for the most part, I don't think we're getting into the kind of commonplace, um, you know, Bigfoot is an upright walking North American ape theories. We're getting into the more outlandish stuff as far as I know. Shannon might surprise me with something, but um, as Mark and I do, we did not discuss really what we're going to talk about. I did send her links to something this morning, which I think I thought Mm -hmm. was was rather funny. So we're going to get to that eventually as well. But um, for the most part, this will be a typical episode of Sasswat with... Uh, Shannon hopping in in place of Mark. One thing I have to say real quick. Um, if you follow us on Facebook, we did the meetup in Peninsula, let me think, two weeks ago. No, one week ago. Yeah, one week ago, Friday, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, one week ago. My sense of time is non-existent. Um, but we went to Peninsula. We went to Fisher's uh, Pub and Restaurant. And we thought we got there. I got there early, like super early, like a half hour early because I didn't know how busy the place would be because it was a Friday night and I wanted to make sure we had a table set aside. But Mark got there at the same time. We both got there at six. The thing was scheduled to start at six thirty. And Mark and I got there and I said, what what do you even think we should bother doing as far as like a table? Because I expected maybe a person or two to show up at the at most. So we set a table for six. We ended up with, I think, 11 people came out. So it was it was pretty cool. That's we, fantastic. Yeah, we had a fun gathering, and uh, and big thanks to everyone that came out. Um, Karen and Kevin Bird and Karen's friend came out, and Beans Baxter was there from Alaska, which was pretty awesome. So, um, yeah, we had a good group. And then Mark and, and Andy were there, and Brandon Dalo came out. And after we ate and hung out, we went out to CVNP to Oak Hill Trail, where we actually called you. So yes, and and I was uh, very excited. I had no idea what was really going on, and then I'm like, oh, what did I just say? Why I, did, I forgot. What why I did I just say. answer the phone? Yeah, I was like, oh, of course we're recording. I should assume this every single time I talk. And the same should go if you guys are talking to me. It's yeah. always recording. Scary. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we we went out to Oak Hill after dinner and we walked around for a while actually we're out there for about two hours maybe two and a half hours um and we got there at around 8 30 and we did not get back in the car until uh sometime after 10 because we we ended up recording live while we were in cvnp so if you're looking for that episode 100 that we said we were recording during the meetup it is coming and i was really happy with what we recorded because it very much reminded me of one of the early episodes of Sasswat. It's just kind of us hanging out and talking about kind of the subject and where we stand on things now and uh, some community interaction, stuff like that. So 
And we also talked a little bit about like missing four one one and some of the mm, Cuyahoga. Good time to talk about it. Yeah, because we were in Cuyahoga in a you know in that area, and uh, so yeah, that's coming uh, definitely. Episode one hundred is coming. This is ninety. What is this? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. I think. Yeah, yeah ninety seven. So three episodes away, and it will be here. And Shannon pops up on that episode too. So I got yeah, I got bamboozled. I got to. A text from Brandon going, answer your phone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really thought something was wrong with one of you guys because he never texted me with exclamation points. But now I know what it was, you tricky yeah. little guys. Yeah. You know what was funny while we were in there? We were recording and uh, and at the moment we were we were on a closed section of the trail. Like you're you're not supposed to go up here. So we're, oh. up, we're up there anyway. It's on this kind of cool ridge line. Um, and I was, I was telling them how we were kind of in an area that's extremely isolated and, you know, this is a cool kind of place because there's all these Bigfoot sightings around here and it makes sense because this is the most isolated section of the park. And two things happened that, that shot that entire theory down. One was all of a sudden we started hearing a strange sound Mm. and, um, we were all like, what is that? You know, like we're hearing this howl or whatever. And then we realized it was a, a dog barking. And then we looked through this tree, you know, you're, you, you feel, you know how CVNP is, you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere, but if you actually look at a map, you're surrounded by roads and houses and stuff. And we look out across this valley and there's like three houses and we were hearing someone's literally like their pet dog in their backyard barking. (laughs) And then we're walking further away, you know, and we're, we're really, I think this is actually recorded, um, but we're back up in, in what seemed like the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden we started hearing a really... It sounded like, to me, when it first started, I thought we were hearing, like, samurai chatter. I'm like, you know, what is that? And then we came to realize it was Keith Urban, um, because there was a Keith Urban concert going on at Blossom Music Center, which we were just hearing the echo bounce around. Oh, it was him live. It was him live. the radio. Nope, we were actually hearing him. So, All right, sass chatter via Keith Urban. Yeah, so the, the rest of the time we were out on the trail, we were hearing him sing, so that was humorous but um, Keith you're messing up our investigation yeah speaking of Oak Hill Trail Mm -hmm. that was one of the few that I actually went out and I was by myself I did the classic like no no right I went on the on the Oak Hill Trail by myself and I believe it's what is it 45 minutes to walk the loop if you're walking at a pretty decent pace whatever it is just stay on just Oak Hill yeah it's a quick kind of it's like a mile and a half I think yeah Oak Hill is where I was snapping pictures behind me with my cell phone i'm like ah let's just see you know Mm -hmm. and i got that very infamous now i call it the teddy bear picture have you ever seen me post that yeah i told the guys this story when we got to the trail (laughs) yeah i posted that and it was it was more of a, a joke i'm like oh look what i got look what was watching me it was a joke, and it, it does. It looks like a little teddy bear with little round ears at the top, and he's just standing there. It looks exactly like an Ewok with teddy bear ears. That's what it looks like. And people took it very seriously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, did you hear that thing come in? And, oh, I see one. It's squatting. There's one squatting behind it in the bushes a he's little. Taking a thinking, dump behind that tree Guys, yeah, right? There's like, what? He's, he's on the lookout. His friend's taking, yeah. taking a number two. I was like, guys, no, that's... It's pareidolia, matrixing, whatever you want to call it, and that ties in very well with what we're going to be talking about <laughs> exactly. tonight. Yeah, I I'm like, no, mm-mm, sorry, and I didn't want to bite even a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. But at the end of the day, you do because you're like, that's not what that is. It's not a little cute little cess teddy bear or whatever you want to call it on the Oak Hill Trail in CVMP. Yeah, mm-mm. it's I I always tell people if they want to have some sort of you know, if you want to go out and feel like you might actually have an encounter in the park, I always say that's that's a good trail. Or the the Buckeye over by Blue Hen, which is also where Adrian saw that weird, what she thought oh, looked like a kid running right. off through the woods. Um, that's where that happened. So there's those are the two two spots I always talk about. But there's one more area there, but I can never remember. I I know how to get there, like I could drive there, but I don't know what it's called. It and it's. It's kind of connected to the Sand Run section of Cuyahoga Falls mm. um, Metro Park system, but I can't remember the name of the trail. There's like a there's a trailhead that's actually a wildlife kind of management area, and you can park there and then you walk off. But once you walk off, you eventually walk into a more like urban area, which I don't like. But the early part of that trail is awesome. 
um, very rural too. Like you're further away from any of the bigger city parts than other you, trails. Do you remember when we were at the the Finding Bigfoot town hall meeting? And I'm sure you'll get now you'll get flack for that now. Oh, you guys ripped Finding Bigfoot. Uh, the man stood up and told the story of when he was down there by the railroad tracks yeah. at some part of the park. It's I could tell. Do you I know mean, where that is. I know exactly where it is. Brandon and I took Brandon there um, last some. Uh, was it last summer? I think it was last summer. I took Brandon there. It's it's actually real. It, you you drive right by it. I'm sure if you've been on what is that River View oh. or River Road or whatever. Yes, exactly. It drives. You drive right past That's it. Right there. Yeah, there's an abandoned. You you can actually see the abandoned railroad car. Because remember, he talked about how they they were walking to this abandoned right. railroad car. It's it's right. You can see the railroad car. So it's between Boston station the station you know there at boston mills and right. then this abandoned car so if you I just was right there every single time then yeah i just didn't know it yeah a cool story though he yeah says the creature stood up out of the marshy area and screamed at him it's one of my favorites because he said it was yeah. kind of running beside them through the marsh if i oh, remember right like parallel that is not the encounter that you want no not at all no um one other quick thing minerva monster day uh september 24th so next month, and we're uh, we're excited about that. Mark is going to be there. Saswa is an official sponsor of the event, obviously, because it's you know it's my event. Um, and Monsterland, Ohio, as well, and Creature Weekend. So we awesome. have some cool uh, events and stuff planned for Minerva Monster Day this year, September twenty third. If you're a parent. Or you, I guess, are a filmmaker as well, because we've had submissions from older people as well. We're doing like a film, short film competition. So if you make a monster-themed short film, uh, five minutes or less, and you submit it, it will be entered into competition, and you'll get to watch all the entries screen at the Roxy Theater, which is actually where we premiered Minerva Monster last year. We're going to show them all on September 23rd, uh, Friday evening, starting at 7. And I might have... I think I'm going to have a film premiere attached to that event, which I didn't know about until two mm. days ago. So I have a Bigfoot movie that is coming out that I'm pretty excited about, actually, um, that I think is going to premiere at that event. So all this information is available at MinervaMonsterDay.com or by hitting up the Small Town Monsters Facebook event page for the event. So that's enough of the pimping of my stuff. And um, let's talk about the Pimping weird. is always allowed and good, though, when it's for a good cause. See, this is when I will not be happy at all to be in Nevada and this far away from everybody. So that's going to be a fun event. I know. Next year, uh, maybe if we can pull this off this year and it is wildly successful, we'll be able to fly you in or something and you can talk and record a live episode or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'll just have to hitchhike there. Whatever yeah. I need to do. Oh, we'll get you in a plane. Are you kidding? I'll have I'll have a helicopter. <laughs> we'll send a helicopter. The small right. town monsters the chopper. STM chopper. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Um. All right. Black out, of course. So I have. Oh, yeah. Obviously, just like the oh, choppers. The yeah, just like the choppers that take <laughs> away the dead Bigfoot body. Yeah. So, okay. So. Quick disclaimer before we get into this, because I know, and Shannon and I already talked about this, and she addressed it a little bit. We are going to get complaints for this episode, probably accused of uh, making fun of people and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, That is not my intention um, to to mock. And feel free to give out my email address. We can share the (laughs) (laughs) link. Yeah. No, this is, is, it is not our intention to make fun of anyone or uh, any individual, but this is more just to talk about some of the more bizarre and humorous um, theories on what Bigfoot is, what they do, um, how they interact with us, and that sort of thing. I'm not saying that these theories are any more bizarre than the theory that, um, you know, say Bigfoot is... Is I don't know if we're going to talk about the Nephilim thing, but that or um, even I guess the the concept that it's a North American ape that has somehow gone undiscovered, right. I mean, completely th- unnoticed all that all this time. It's right. crazy in and of itself. You're right. This is all. This could all be considered pretty crazy by most people that are outside of this community and outside of this subject. Um, yeah. But some of these are things I've wanted to talk about on the show, and we haven't ever really gotten into. So I'm excited to do that. And however we're going to do this, I don't know. I don't think we're going to structure this necessarily. Knowing knowing me and knowing you, we'll probably just kind of yammer on it. and yeah. hop from thing to thing. So, um, 
But I did the, the first thing I sent to you this morning was this this video um, that involved. So so basically, this theory would revolve around Bigfoot uh, being a shapeshifter, mm-hmm. which is. Um, here's something I found about this in my research and, and I knew this for a while, but in, in the shapeshifter theory for Bigfoot is actually less unbelievable simply because there seems to be a, at least a history of people talking about this. This goes back into like native lore and people talking about the Wendigo and all that sort of thing. So there's a history, a long history of people claiming that they've seen Bigfoot morph into other beings, you know, even people, I've I read an account of a man claiming he saw a Bigfoot turn into a cow. Mm. Yeah, so a, there's a lot of Bigfoot out there then. Yeah, they're everywhere. So that's that's kind of like that. It reminds me of I once heard a guy say that that UFOs can become uh, clouds. Oh, I don't know if you've heard that, but I haven't heard that one. But it kind of reminds me of that. So if you're if you're taking that sort of mindset, you almost believe that Bigfoot is in everything. Like every, everything you see could be a Bigfoot. So. Um, but what I sent you this morning was this video of a man. I'm not going to go into any detail on who he is or what his channel is, and I'm not necessarily making fun of. Oh, forget it. I'm not going to be able to disclaim that on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> the so so the video that that I saw was of a. Um, it's pretty much your typical Bigfoot video. It's it's you're looking into a woods and he's zooming in and we're not keep in mind this is not on his his screen. This isn't a screen grab and it's not a, a feed of his, you know, his actual screen. He's actually holding a camera which might be on his phone up mm-hmm. to the computer which he is claiming, you know, you can see these figures in the video and the figure he's showing I I literally could see nothing where he was pointing. Yeah. I don't know if you could make out anything where he was claiming there were there were beings. Um no, not not so much. I I think that if if you look hard enough it's just like the power of suggestion when these shows are they're they're going over their EVPs and they're like the ghost said this. And the second they say that you're like, "Oh yeah, I hear that now." But if someone else mentions another phrase, you're like, "Oh wait, I hear that too." He also on the screen and like you said he's holding his phone Mm -hmm. and he was apologizing because he wasn't holding still but it it was bad bad upon bad because you're talking about pareidolia sir and you're talking about it on your screen and you're holding your shaky cell phone trying to show me this and then he said there was so what was it seth a bigfoot creature it's a and then a dog man creature with a headdress on so so yeah that was what killed me about it so he's showing a, a a blob, an amorphous blob on the screen and saying it's a, a dogman creature and then behind it, and this was what really cracked me up like, because it's such a leap. I mean, we've already taken a leap in logic, but to go from yeah. he's seeing a dogman where there's a blob and then he also says that standing to the left of it is a creature, a Bigfoot creature who seems to be, and I think his words were um, possibly in another realm of time and space. So to the left of the dogman creature was a time traveling uh, Bigfoot stepping out of a portal, possibly from another realm. And this was all on one shot, like looking into the woods. But the whole video was kind of, I think it was called, I think the video is called um, Bigfoot shape shifts into dogman or something like that. Big man morphs into dogman, something like that. And basically like his deal was that the, the Bigfoots can shape shift into other creatures. The video kind of was a a smorgasbord of everything I love of crazy because we also had, (laughs) because later we also had uh, kind of tribal chanting music um, complete with flute while staring into a woods. I'm not sure. Here's the thing. The video was 31 minutes long. I watched maybe four minutes of it because I was kind of skipping through. You um, cheated. I watched the whole thing. Did you it was really? amazing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was so worth it. No, I, I was like, I'd skip to a really good part and stop. I, I mean, when you go from the guy talking about the Bigfoot stepping out of another realm and then you skip forward like five minutes and all of a sudden I stop and, and the first thing I hear is like, oh, I was like, you're this like, is oh. absolutely perfect. Yeah. You're like, I made a good decision to skip. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, the, the whole point of this is like there's there's apparently a line of thinking that Bigfoot can shapeshift into other creatures um, and apparently he can go from one cryptid into another so he can be a Bigfoot and he can be a dog man. Which for some people might help explain what dogman sightings are, um, but to me the whole thing just seems so uh, 
silly, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Something that I actually was physically laughing about was at one point he said, he says, I'm pretty sure that the Sasquatch chooses to change into a dog man. I'm thinking, yeah, because that way it can hide better or that way if someone sees it, it's someone's like a person, a human being's like, oh, it's just a dog man. But if it was a Bigfoot, yeah. then that would really be something. So it chose to go from Sasquatch to dog man, which, you know, I hate the term dog man, I like werewolf. If they're out there, I'm like, it's a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just let's keep it old school. But werewolf. yeah, at one point, yeah, werewolves. <laughs> um, he he's like, I will, I I'll take a lie detector test, and you know if any, I mean, I I believe that he believes that's what it is. So I'm sure he would pass the lie detector test. And he says that he was hearing voices when he was out in the woods because he he went from speaking to the camera to showing you what was on the computer to what he caught, and then he goes back out into the field and he says he's hearing voices and. And uh, howling, of course, the audio is not picking up, right? Because he's shooting on his phone or camcord or whatever. And, yeah, he's like, it, it could be, like you said already, it might be something from another dimension. Or I captured something from a spirit world, a separation in time. And then he, he continues on. He goes, or it could be nothing. That's what he said at the end. I don't know if you caught that. But I was like, oh, there we go. There's the culmination. So at least... At least credit goes to him yes. that he admits it could be absolutely nothing. But, you know, if you're watching the video, he's very excited about what he caught. And yeah, did you would... see the part where he shows the little, what he thinks is a deer? And he's like, this is incredible. This deer is sitting here with these yes. these two creatures. Yeah. Um, and just laying there. None of that seems to be in the video either. Like, I could, I could not see anything where he was yeah. kind of pointing yeah. to. And normally I can make out a shape or something and kind of see where he might be drawing that from but it makes me wonder because i know like i mentioned before native americans have the shape-shifting you know it's it's part of that lore because um kathy strain's book has accounts where they where where creatures kind of shape-shift into other creatures where where bigfoot shape-shifts into something else and it reminded me of a story that a native american had told me when I was in Whitehall, which was, I, I've mentioned it on another show. I did an interview once and I mentioned it. I don't think I've ever talked about it on Sasquatch, but a guy who who had gone to like a prayer circle in the Adirondacks, he was apparently like part of his tribe, their, their, their legend or their belief system or whatever, is that they go out into the woods and they, they make a circle and they sit in it and they pray and stuff. And he was actually talking about, and this isn't directly related because his was more like, there was a, there was a Bigfoot that, turned from an owl into a Bigfoot and then into lightning, which, oh. yeah, I mean... It's a cool story. It is pretty cool. Like, I, it reminds me of anime or something, like, possibly, you know, like, right. you can see that in a cartoon. But um, I do know that they believe that, and the Wendigo legends are definitely very kind of shapeshifter, you know, skinwalker-oriented. That's what that calls to mind. So this... I'm not sure what I'd be curious to know is when this sort of thing originated. Are all these shape-shifting ideas connected to Native Americans? Because I don't know about you, but every story I looked up that had a shapeshifter angle to it was from someone who's, you know, a a Native American. I, I didn't find, and I'm pretty sure this guy must have some sort of native roots did he say anything in the video about that because you're the only one that watched the whole video i don't think he did mention that actually and this is where mark is so amazing and where i will never could never fill his shoes as your second because this is where mark would be like oh that i know a book and this guy wrote about this he's so amazing with that stuff he's like an encyclopedia just make it up but yeah right no one one and i'm not making fun at all of of traditions and native american traditions right right are most of these things tied into, you know, when they do their rituals, a lot of times, not a lot of times, strike that. When they, some of these folks, when they do their rituals, will, uh, they'll smoke peyote or mm-hmm. whatever they may do to, and it, you know, they say it opens their minds. Right. It makes them more receptive, right? So right. I just wonder how often those two things tie together, and then they see the Bigfoot and the lightning and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I don't either. I the reason I thought this guy might have been a Native American is because of the music, um, but but he's obviously either way he's obviously entrenched in that kind of um, 
you know that that kind of history and that their their way of life. So I think at the very least he's been influenced in some way by that. I'm just curious, like how many of these legends, how many people that claim to see something shapeshift are actually, you know, just very into that culture and that way of right. thinking. Um, and do maybe they... it just makes it easier to see it that way. Right. You know, just that just conforms to your way of of thinking. I mean, that's... that way when you get a picture of something, you're like, oh, of course it it shapeshifted. Just like the video I showed you. Now that's. That's laugh out loud funny because it was a rock the whole time, but yeah. he's seeing it was a Sasquatch and morphed into a rock, or maybe nothing. Um, well, yeah, or nothing. <laughs> or nothing. This 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 is kind of at the heart of the whole episode, though. Is mm-hmm. how many of these theories? I, I mean, when people come up with their theories and and they talk about their theories as if they're unvarnished fact, like this is exactly what is going on. Right. Um, how much of that is just trying so desperately to believe in the reality of Bigfoot that you are kind of, I mean, we've talked about it before on the show, but you're, you're trying to solve one mystery with another mystery in a way. But almost in this point, it almost becomes a belief, you know, a belief system, almost like religion, where, where you are desperately trying to figure out some way in the natural world or the, the mytho- mythological world or whatever you want to say, you're trying to to morph the two together to help it all make sense. Right. Because that's what shape-shifting, the shape-shifting Bigfoot theory is to me. And it ties into the other theory I wanted to talk about, which is basically the same thing, but this theory of, like, Bigfoots that can change their size. I don't know if you... I actually didn't come across any of that. That is interesting. Do you have a a specific story? So, so yeah, Jeff Meldrum, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, tells the story all this time. And I actually, I don't, I don't think it's Jeff that tells it. I think it's Kathy Strain that tells it. Um, mm. She was with Jeff at, a, at an event, and someone came up to him and started telling him about their Bigfoot encounter with a, a Bigfoot who was hiding under a mushroom. Like, that's how small. Oh. Yeah, and I think the Bigfoot could change size from, from small to large. I found a video um, on YouTube. Uh, and this was actually kind of broken down by para breakdown called woman films, four inch tall Bigfoots. I missed that one. That's yeah. It's, too bad. it's, yeah, it's, it'll change your mind about <laughs> a lot, a lot of things. Um, but basically this lady films s- some kind of unmoving objects and then claims that they were oh. four inch tall Bigfoots. Um, so that there's definitely, this is one of those things where I want to find more of the history behind this because I know Bigfoot Encounters has a story about this, and I don't think it's a native story. I think it's actually mm. a, a you know a white man that, that mm-hmm. told a story way back about a tiny creature, like a tiny Bigfoot type creature, and this is some. I want to say it was like late eighteen hundreds, but I have no. I could not find the story to back this up, but it's something I've always wondered about because the tiny Bigfoot theory, the idea that these things can go from being massive to four inches tall is to me no crazier than the the, like cloaking Bigfoot. Right. And it's just like you said, it's it's trying to replace one thing with another. Is it not cool enough that it's like the Liam Neesons of the woods and they just... They're, they just are very good at what they do mm-hmm. if they're out there. You and I haven't seen one, so we're not on that boat yet. But if they're that quick and that good and they just, oh, and then to your mind, you're like, it disappeared. Instead of them just being bad of the bone, well, they can shrink in size and go hide under some moss See, that's or in I, a log. That's that's what I'm I'm just wondering, like how, I mean, is is it a mental thing? If you had a guy, like a trained Marine who was, okay, so, say someone like, um, Daryl Collier is out yeah. in in the woods and he has an encounter with a, a Bigfoot. And this is, I mean, he did have an encounter and that's kind of what got him into the whole subject. I don't think, if I remember right, I don't think Daryl was super into this subject at all before he had his first sighting when he was uh, down in Texas somewhere. I think him and his wife were out on, it might have even been horseback riding when they saw this. Mm-hmm. But if he had that sighting and then jumped from, I saw a creature run off into the woods. If he run, it was so fast. It was so unbelievably fast that it almost looked like it disappeared. Um, if you jump from that into, it was so fast it, it disappeared. It it must have actually disappeared and become a four inch tall Bigfoot that was hiding under a mushroom nearby. 
I can't see Daryl making that leap. So the people that do make that leap, where does that come from? Yeah, you're right. I don't know if that's a a disconnect in their mind. And that's just the only way, that's the only box they can find to put that in as to why it quote unquote disappeared. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. That's very odd. I would be or the shape shifting. I'd be. I'd just be fascinated to know, like ahead of these ahead of these encounters, what you know, what people are like, what they're, what influences them, how into things like new age, you know, new age and and uh, drugs mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. And no, it it really does all tie in because if you look at it, there's a whole. I don't want to say a culture of people or call it a group, whatever you want to call it, that they see, they seek out to try DMT or ayahuasca or whatever it may be. Right. Um, I think it was uh, somebody just told me that Joe Rogan yes. has tried DMT. Was it you that I was telling this to? And he said he would try to get in a heartbeat if he found a good source. Yeah. Like people claim that's the closest to whatever you want to call God that they've ever been. Mm-hmm. And they I mean, these incredible ideas come to them. I mean, we've heard of authors and uh, artists that have, I'm not talking about music artists, I'm talking about like Da Vinci or whoever you want to say, they used to do these sorts of things. Sure. So they could open their mind up and, and be more people, creative. That that happens a lot in the UFO world, right? Like like guys who were very into UFOs, um, I'm thinking of one person in particular, but I, I don't want to say who, um, believe that there's a connection between like Bigfoot or not Bigfoot, UFOs and spiritualism. So they'll take kind of drugs and then attempt mm-hmm. to have some sort of UFO encounter. There's there's like a shaman who does that, um, who actually claims he can call down UFOs. There, the, It's interesting, the overlap between the two sometimes, like the oh, UFO world and the Bigfoot world. <laughs> well, and I think there's camps mm-hmm. where you can go and pay, and I think we're both on the same page with this, and they'll vector in the UFOs, and I believe, and I could be stepping out of my bounds and misspeaking here, but I believe at some of these camps where you can go stay, they'll have the UFO experiences plus Bigfoot on the ground. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, simultaneously. So. Uh, that's... Can you get me the phone number for that later? Yes, so I can right? Swing by. Yeah. Uh, um, just have a few things to line up and we'll, you know, but of course you're like, well, where's the video of, of such things or recordings of such things? And yeah. I heard recently someone saying that another place where you can go get the UFOs to vector in, uh, this very talented person can do this. And someone that went to the camp and decided to be kind of the whistleblower, if you will, was admitting that not only were these not UFO, but they could hear the engines because they were aircraft. They mm. were terrestrial aircraft, but you know, the people drinking the Kool-Aid, if you will, were like, oh, it's amazing. Let's flash our flashlights and get them to come in closer. So Belief yeah. is a, a scary thing because mm-hmm. if, you if, you, if your belief is in um, something like this, we're, we're outside the realm of religion when you get and, – and I know some people embrace Bigfoot almost to the level of, of religion. But you're, you're dealing with a subject that, that really is, is pretty simple on the surface. You know, I mean, you're talking about – a creature no one seems to understand. A lot of people claim to see it, but we see no evidence of it existing. Um, and so, people, for the most part, are trying to find some evidence that it exists. Where does the where does the drive to just believe in that without evidence that it exists come from? Like, why? My mom's reading that Joe Gazzandi book. The uh, what is it called? Bigfoot Quest? Maybe it's a it's a more recent book, but it kind of. Uh, examines the similarities between Bigfooters and religion, and you know, as hmm, someone, I'm a, I'm a Christian, so like I I'm fascinated by this as well because I don't understand is it is it just that Bigfoot fills a hole in someone's life? You know, like there's their their life there's a right. there's a gap there. They need something to fill, and so they turn to the subject of upright walking, hair covered creatures to kind of fill that gap in, and then they embrace it to such a level that that they will believe any anything and then anyone who tries to talk sense to them is a, a hater right like you hear you a hear troll that, a hater a hater yeah. a troll um instead of just someone who's trying to make actual sense of the entire phenomenon and here's the thing and i don't know how you feel but if not that i'm even close to any woods but let's say i go back out in the woods and i finally see a bigfoot and then a beam of light comes down and he zooms right up into the beam of light and there you go. I, that's fine. If that happened, then I would accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't, like I've said many, many times, I don't want it to have anything to do with anything paranormal, supernatural, weird, zero. Because we'll, we'll never find out what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and hey, then I guess all these guys with their faces in the bushes and what looks like matrixing to me in a in a screenshot, uh, I'll I'll say I was wrong. I mean, not s- saying that every time they're capturing something, right? Because mm-hmm. um, we weren't there with them. I mean, we're not trying to poke fun. We're just trying to look at things objectively and with rational minds as far as we can. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's that's what sets some of the uh, newer, younger breed of, of Bigfoot people. I've just started noticing this in the last couple of weeks. There's, there, there are a lot of people getting into this subject who I don't think would have been into this five, ten years ago, who are coming at it from more of a like objective standpoint. And I, they're, they're, I've met them, I've spoken to them, but I don't think they're interacting with people on social media or in community forums or anything like that. I just am noticing. Probably really good. Yeah. I, I, I've talked to them at my events and that's one of the reasons why I'm starting to notice it. People just who come at this from a more objective kind of standpoint, but the people that we're kind of talking about today are the people who are desperate to believe and will sandwich kind of any um, theory into this. So what, what do you have aside from, I've talked about shapeshifters and miniature Bigfoots and we're already down to like 15 minutes left in the show. So I don't want to take over the whole show. No. Well, Hey, it's, I'm having fun. (laughs) So this is great. Yeah. So kind of circling back and you mentioned this just very briefly and I have never read and oh God, I'm probably going to get really hammered for this one, but I've never read the Bible cover to cover. It's just never happened. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things. It's a long book. Yeah. And one of the things that I read about Bigfoot was that they were actually, I know you've seen this, it's not like some brand new theory or something blowing your mind interesting, but that they are in fact descendants of Cain and they were condemned to live apart from the rest of us. And I don't know, I I didn't really delve into that because the stories that I have are a little bit different, uh, the particular stories, but have you heard that before and why then? Do they look like they do? Is that something that, you know, God decided since you're a descendant of Cain, you will be condemned to be smelly and hairy and ugly and people run from you screaming? So I just found this one today, the Cain thing. I've I've heard the Nephilim thing, and I don't know if that, you know, if people, if there is a connection between Cain and the Nephilim. Obviously, I don't even know if I'm saying that word right, but the Nephilim are supposedly... Um, the the offshoot of the angels that bred with humans. Um, and the Bible talks about how they were in the world in those days and after that, and the after that is the flood. So the flood that took place that Noah built the, the ark and you know got on the ark, took all the animals, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So the Cain thing is completely different from that, which I didn't realize. I think I'd heard it, but I didn't realize that people were literally saying Cain... Um, Bigfoot is like an offshoot of Cain, or it is Cain. Uh, mm. That was another thing where I've, That'd be I've freaky. I found um, because apparently, according to them, Cain was cursed to live forever, which I don't see. Um, I might need to read my Bible again, but like I don't see in the Bible where where God said he was supposed to be an immortal who would wander the earth forever. That doesn't make a ton of sense considering a flood wiped out the world, if you believe the Bible, a flood wiped out the earth, all the earth, except for the seven or is it five, whatever it is, Noah's family and Noah, and then two of each animal um, that were on the ark. It doesn't is Bigfoot say, ever mentioned anything like no. Bigfoot mentioned in the Bible anywhere? No. And this is one of those things where I feel like we're trying to, you know, I believe the Bible, but I feel like people are trying to sandwich Christianity and Bigfoot together. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the same time, you know, why would the Bible individually, like, let's say, that's why I think the ape theory makes the most sense if you're going by the Bible, too, is is the Bible doesn't necessarily specify which two of each animal were on that ark, either. So, if if we're going by the theory that, that Bigfoot yeah. was an upright walking ape, um, it would make sense that he's just another one of the animals that's on the, the ark, right? Or a couple different things got together on exactly. a massive ark and made a Bigfoot. Exactly. There's there's a lot of time there where you're just floating around on yeah, the water. Things happen. Bored. Yeah, once the seasickness is done, you're all good. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so yeah so um this cane theory is fascinating to me because the idea would be that that cane somehow survived the flood and then bred with either i mean i mean who would he be breeding with how did they survive the flood where did they go to survive the flood because if you believe the bible the entire world was wiped out by the flood um and and how on earth are they still alive? How on earth is it still alive if it's Cain himself? So I know, I know the answer. Okay, good. Cain shape shifted into, into a whale. Yeah, yeah, a whale. <laughs> but then he realized, like, oh well, I mean, that's not going to work because eventually the water's going to go away. I so want to sure. be a land-faring creature, morphs into a gorilla, okay. what have you. There you go. Okay, how can we sandwich the sh- the the size shifting into this as well? It, Oh, well, obviously they choose the size, Seth. Come on. Okay. Just like the little guy under the mushroom. That's true. Yeah. No, I I tried, and what stinks is I thought I had saved, I had this same theory on my list, the cane thing, and I thought I had saved an article, but there's, apparently this is somehow tied into the Mormon religion. I don't know if you have anything on this in front of you, but, but the, the cane thing is somehow tied into Mormon beliefs. So I'm curious to know if like what the Mormons read, because the Mormons Bible is not the, you know, the, the Bible Bible that I know. Right. It's a completely different thing. So I'm just curious if their Bible has a different kind of origin for Cain or story for what happened to Cain afterward that would tie into this a little bit more. Cause to me, it just seems like a silly idea, not as silly. I had a lady at a library presentation a few weeks ago, tell me that she thought that um, Bigfoot was the, man who uh, Jesus cast the demons out of that went into a herd of swine and then the swine ran down and jumped off a cliff. Um, She somehow believed that Bigfoot was that guy. The... So and wow. I I never could make sense of what she was saying because moments later she was also telling me about a creature or her sister not a creature uh, <laughs> her sister who had a mole that had hair and teeth so there was oh, a, there was a lot goodness, of that's scarier yeah, than anything else there was a lot of uh, activity at that event that I didn't quite understand but she, that was one of the more bizarre Bigfoot theories but this cane so the, thing is the big features are demons. They're all demons It's from... No, it was nothing... Stuff. No, it wasn't that simple because that was what I said and she... No, it wasn't that. It had to do with... It, it was literally like the guy that Jesus cast the demons out of was somehow Bigfoot, but she had no... You know, she didn't really uh, have a way that that was happening. I mean, at least with most of these theories, they've tried to, to make some sort of sense of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. That was one uh, where she was just speculating. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite ones... Mm-hmm. was where um, uh, a man is saying that he's seen Sasquatch on at least like 30 plus occasions, whatever it was, but not including him meeting their space overlords. Ooh. And yeah, and I know you've heard this and most people probably have that Bigfoot are here because they're here to do the heavy lifting because the aliens need gold and other precious metals to run their spaceships. So basically Bigfoot are the grunts. They're like the seven dwarves just slaving away. I have heard this. In fact, I have a newspaper article that at one time was on my iPad. I have a feeling it isn't on here anymore. In fact, I remember deleting it. But I had a newspaper article that was from my archives. No, wait. I still have it. The The uh, headline is Bigfoot-like space alien lands his flying saucer on isolated mountain. And this one... I don't have the section of the article in here, I don't think, where they talk about how they're basically uh, the the miners for the, the the guys that are actually piloting the craft. But that is in right. this very article. And it's about a Chilean architect named Oscar Zamaro draws an illustration of the gorilla-like space alien and his UFO below an, an, an enlargement of the amazing craft. And it's ape-like pilot um and i don't know what this is from but i found it a long time ago while doing my research and i saved it because i love the article Um, but now it's gone yeah but it goes into all that stuff that you're talking about which is there's there's a lot of different theories on bigfoot like you can't just say people believe bigfoot is an alien because it doesn't end there it's not just that people believe it's an alien it's like people believe bigfoot is a um i'm gonna say a couple of the ones that I know that I've heard. So one of them is that Bigfoot is some sort of crossbred human being animal thing that is overseen by the, the creatures that are piloting the UFOs and they drop them off here on earth 
every like 200 years or something to kind of continue this species. So they're supposed to go around breed with other animals and then they take them back up on board the craft and then they come back every few hundred years. And that's what people are seeing. They're seeing Bigfoot's running around, you know, looking to hump everything in the woods. So well, naturally. And does this all tie into the cloaking and invisibility because they need that for when they come here on earth? I really don't think i mean we should write that into this story that we're i mean you may as well we basically have the world's greatest bigfoot movie on our hands <laughs> we can... starting from cane shape shifting yeah. all the way to zooming back up into the ufo Some actually epic. you can you can literally have one long string following yeah. all through these if you wanted to yeah absolutely and so so that was one and then there's another one that this is that these guys that bigfoots are like criminals who are arrested and left at, on Earth as like a prison, like Earth is a prison planet, and these are outer space uh, outlaws who are left here. They're, they're like the, the road crews, they're, like in the orange jumpsuits. Yes, it's basically like uh, Escape from New York, and they, <laughs> they are left here to rescue their president. It's amazing. Yeah. No, but there's, there's I, a I bunch. I didn't hear that, the, uh, the banished ones. Yes. Yeah. No. There's a whole there's a whole mess of these outer space alien um, theories out there, and they're some of my favorites because it was when I was first getting into this. These were these were talked about a lot. Actually, we got a we had a message or a comment left on our Facebook page from Alexander Petikoff. Alexander is the guy that wrote or uh, directed the Mystery at Loch Ness mini doc that we're showing at uh, Minerva Monster Day, and he's the, the one that's making the Sasquatch out of the shadows. Uh, series that's on YouTube. I don't know if you've checked that out yet. No, I haven't. You should check it out because it's really, it's really kind of well done. I told him I thought it it kind of put some of my small town monster stuff to shame. Actually, especially oh. my first day, his, his filmmaking now. skills are just out of this world. So not no pun intended, but he he, <laughs> he left a comment. Uh, the theory that Bigfoot are the original uh, original humans. In the sense that we are the result of some kind of alien DNA manipulation, thus explaining why we are so different from the natural world, whereas Bigfoot and other apes are perfectly adapted. This kind of theory generally goes along with ancient aliens type stuff. So that's another kind of alien angle to the whole story is that, that Bigfoots are, are normal. We're we're the weirdos, like the yeah, human beings. That actually makes the most sense out of anything, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I have I mean to me, um, yeah, I like that story. Yeah, like they're the locals. They're they're the originals, and we're we're the aliens. That's what Prometheus should been, have been about, right? <laughs> yeah. When's the next one coming out? By the way, they're filming. Are they? Yeah, they're filming. I I'm I'm excited for it. I I know a lot of people hated that movie. I really enjoyed it. I don't know why people. It's like everybody's a critic. Everybody has to hate on something. I I didn't see a problem with it. Mm. Uh, I thought it told the story quite well. As you know, Alien and Aliens and all of that whole series is one of my favorite things on the planet. Yeah. So anything having to do with that makes me happy, really. Yeah. But I'm a big old nerd, so what do I know? Uh, you know what? Tying into your the UFO talk and are they the locals, it, I don't even want to say lately. I just want to say in the past year or so, I've noticed a really big upswing with the, the tie-in with the lights in the forest mm -hmm. and then... Bigfootery, Bigfoot activity in the forest. Like there's a light and then some Bigfoot stuff. I mean, you know, you've heard me tell it the story out of the Brown property. Yeah. I'm not really sure what that was. I'm not going to go through the whole story again. But um, I do I think it was something a little weird at the time? Yeah. But can I say it was an orb and then the Bigfoot was doing some weird stuff over here? I, I really don't know because I didn't see anything except for the light. So. But there's a really big upswing lately with well, people I, I mean, uploading I've, videos for that. I've talked about it on the show, too. I saw, my dad and I saw, well, I saw it. I don't know that my dad did, but I saw that light come up out of the trees yeah. down in Zurich. Completely, so someone asked me about this recently in person because they had heard me tell the story. And they asked it as though I was, we, we had heard Bigfoot activity and then we saw this. And I said, no, there was no... Bigfoot activity that night of any kind. There's nothing. I, I really don't think there's anything Bigfoot related directly down there anyway, even though it's not that far from, from uh, St. Peter's Church Road, which is where all the kind of crazy stuff was going on down in the, yeah. back in the 70s that I talked about that kind of got me into all this. But um, there, I saw this weird light come up out of the trees 
um, over actually in the direction of St. Peter's Church Road. It wouldn't be in the same area, but it would be, you know, not far removed and in the same general direction. So I still am confused about what I saw that night because I'm not really a, a UFO guy. And, yeah. and and I don't think this was a UFO. I personally think it had to have been some sort of Chinese lantern. The only thing that was weird about it was that it came up out of the woods and then slowly just went back down. Like, it reminded me of the eye from, from like, Lord of the Rings or something. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. just really creepily coming up out of the trees, looking at me, and then going back down. So yours was very similar to mine because it was almost as if, and I've said it before, I'm sorry guys to use the same phrase over and over, but it was like it noticed us noticing it and then it went, oh shoot, and it it, it went back down into the ground. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Kirk had this thousands and thousands of dollars fleer. He's like, I got no thermal signature. So it wasn't a person just diving into the into the bushes. I don't know what that was. What was disconcerting about mine is I'm not sure how far away it was from us. You know, like it yeah. looked... It looked like it was a, a long ways off because, like, you can see where we were standing is kind of on a hillside, and you could see a pretty good distance across this. Um, I don't know what you would call it. They call it a lake, but it's it's more than just a lake. There's a lake, and then there's a, a, a huge field, and then there's a tree line beyond that, and Tuscarawas River's right there, and all that stuff. But it's it's a long kind of mini valley. You know, that's really all I can think to describe because there's hills on both sides. But it's a wide expanse of land, and you can see a, a good distance. I mean, this thing could have been a half mile away, for all I know. It was a long way across this valley. So I can't tell you how big it was, because I'm saying it was a Chinese lantern. Because that's, right. that's in terms of shape, that's what it reminded me of. It was like I was There's seeing. But it might have been massive. It? Yeah, it was like orange, orangish. You know, like a that's flame. Right. Kind, yeah. of, kind of like a flame colored. I right. Mean, and it was just weird, because... There's a there's highway, you know, 77 runs right kind of on the other side. The I'm trying to think if you've ever been, I mean, if you've driven down to Salt Fork, you had to come down 77, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, That's so. That, yeah, that was the route I go. And you know the Bolivar exit, Did you, you might not have even known. I, yeah, I do. I do recall that. Okay, there's like a, uh, a canoe livery right off the exit. And right beside the canoe livery, obviously, is the Tuscarawas River. And that river runs beside the golf course and then eventually loops to the left, and then once it loops to the left, it just runs about a mile, and back there is where my parents live, and it's like it's, you know, the the river runs behind their house and all this stuff. And what I think I was seeing had to have been seeable, if that's a word, by people mm-hmm. driving on 77. I mean, that's how, you know, because it was, it was towards the highway, which makes say, me so, wonder if I yeah, wasn't seeing lights you know, reflecting right. off a truck or something, but it was, it was just a really unusual thing because of the fact that I could almost see a shape, you know, like it was almost like you were seeing a giant Chinese lantern come up out of the woods. So, but I then know. it did, it did go back down. Yeah, that, I mean, it came, it came up for like two, two seconds, I want to say, but it was, I think it was a little longer than that. Like, I think it hung in the air for like 10, 15 seconds and then it just real slowly went back down. I mean, almost like you were seeing the top of a, hot air balloon or something. I don't know how we got onto this from bizarre Bigfoot theories, but I, Oh, I think I started it. I'm uh, sorry. Typical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to bring up the, the, um, the, uh, psychic, uh, psychic connection. I have a, I have an article or a, a, probably a news segment. I might even play a clip of here because I'm, I'm not going to have a ton of time to talk about this, but I found an article and I've watched this before. But it, there's a native American guy talking about how, he he uh, saw a Bigfoot, and he thought it was a, he at first thought it was a, a man and a DNR officer. Um, he thought it was a DNR officer in a ghillie suit, and he walked up to he like actually approached this thing, stood there and looked into its eyes, which he said were red, and he felt it kind of. Uh, I tried to speak to it, and I couldn't spit it out. Not that I wasn't scared. He wouldn't let me. He started getting like blurry, fuzzy, like a mist, like a spirit. And then I seen some antlers evolve. Like they say, they move like the ninja. That part is true. He turned around, bam. He gave me a vision of white deer's tail and two hooves jumping away from me to try and make me forget what I'd seen. This this story reminds me of, um, or makes me think that he more than likely uh, walked up on a deer and the deer turned and ran away. And uh, apparently he was desperately trying to get on the Spike TV reality show, The $10 Million Bigfoot Bounty. Oh. 
but unfortunately, busted. yeah, unfortunately, they had <laughs> not yet. Unfortunately, they had not yet contacted him at the time oh. of the interview. Mm. So, bummer. Yeah, but that all feeds back into the idea that that a lot of time I think there's there's ulterior motives for some of these theories. Yeah, that's why you have to really dig into who these people are. Um, like you just said at the end, that's why I couldn't help myself when they said busted, because I'm like, oh, trying to get on a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not going to have time to read this whole little story I had, but what I wanted to bring up is it ties back into, at the very end of the newest Missing 411 book, mm-hmm. Hunter's Disappearances, I have that, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. There is a case called The Predator Case. And there is a woman out bow hunting by herself. And I will give her name at the end. And it is it ties right back into what we're talking about. And it also makes it more interesting. Long and short of it is she sees some movement in a tree uh, very close to her. I think it was within 20 feet of her, 25 feet, something like that. She says there is a human-looking form, humanoid, if you want to call it. Like she's looking through saran wrap, like it's wrapped in saran wrap. And it it jumps from one tree to the other. And, it, you know, it's just shimmery. She can't really make out the face or the shape, whatever. It's just humanoid. And she says she's petrified and she's not she's not moving. And she's out there by herself, which is first probably no-no of any, anything you're trying to do out in the woods. Mm-hmm. It, uh, long and short, again, it disappears. She hangs out. Oh, I forgot to tell one of the most important parts, which comes up a lot in, in Bigfoot, Bigfoot stories and in Supernatural stories is the fact that the, the woods went completely, utterly silent. Yep. Like, the cone of silence happened. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to preface the story and build up to that. So, she thinks it's gone, the sounds come back, she gets home, and I guess she had taken some sort of a weird picture with her cell phone. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a strand of hair or something in front of the cell phone. And I don't know why, I haven't really looked into it, and I'm going to, but... According to Verizon or her carrier, she shouldn't have been able to take that that picture. But anyhow, it it looked like. Wait, wait. You, what uh, what most, do you mean? What do you mean she shouldn't have been able to? Well, that's what I'm a little confused about. Uh, it said I, I need to look more into that as far as why a cell phone wouldn't be able to take this picture. I don't okay. know if it was because this wherever this object was, it was too close for it to be uh, focused. If part of it was focused and the other part was unfocused, I haven't been able to pinpoint as why they have said that. But it is an odd picture. It looks like a, a curly blonde strand of hair in front of the camera. And this, the time mark was the same time mark where she saw the quote unquote predator. So it, it was exactly what you would see in the predator movie. Most of us have seen that Yeah. when it's cloaked and it's moving from tree to tree. She says, that's what I saw. Now this person is Jan McAbee, the wife of Bruce McAbee, one of the most well-respected UFO researchers uh, since the beginning of UFO research. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that might uh, be damaging to the story to some people. You know, they're going, oh, of course, the UFO guy's wife sees something weird in the forest, right? Or other people might go, hey, this is a really well-respected guy, and if his wife said she saw that, then she saw that. Now, the other tie-in is, at the same time, there is a baseball game going on in town while she's hunting and seeing this humanoid predator. There was a, a major UFO sighting that night. So, and it's in the missing 411 book again. David's not saying what he thinks it is, and I respect him for that. But uh, it, I like the fact that he put it in his book hmm. because I know that a lot of people have gone there with him, you know, when he's on coast to coast and whatnot, saying, So, Dave, what do you, oh, do you think it's aliens? I, I think that I've. I, I have heard a number that most people attribute it to something supernatural, something alien taking these people. But anyhow, I just thought that tied in way too well to not uh, bring yeah, it up today. I, I have not read those books yet, but I had seen this um, account on his. I, everyone seems to be talking about that one. Yeah. That's like the big. And what's weird is I have a, a person who I used to work with on the Small Town Monsters movie who told me a story. Uh, years ago that happened at Salt Fork that was basically, it, it didn't involve jumping from tree to tree, but there they it involved something very similar. So I've really? Been, yeah, so I've been told these stories before. I don't know what to make of them, because I'm, you know, again, I'm still in the North American ape camp. That is my yeah. personal theory of choice. So there's, there's a lot of directions you can go with this. It's one of the reasons why the subject is so 
fascinating and why I continue to stay involved and stay intrigued by the whole thing. And then you, you bring in the psychological aspect, like why do people have this desire to believe in this so much? And, um, but Hey, Shannon, we are, we are over an hour. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to cut us short, which is unfortunate because normally I'd be like, let's do a part two, but I am beginning my extended hiatus in three episodes. Yes, you are. Yeah. So, so I will be, uh, unable to record a part two to this anytime soon i know and we're all very sad about that but Uh, we understand yeah well thanks for coming on and uh filling in for mark and i'm sure he's going to regret that he wasn't here but i'm sure at some point him and andy will have you on with them when they're hosting the show so um yes prez maskey prez where can people find your stuff best places into the fray radio.com there you go and she's on Facebook, and uh, they have Facebook pages and all that kind of stuff. So, yes. And to look back through the archives, she's been on this show before, too, so you can find episodes with her. She is the unofficial, official uh, third member of Sasswit. So, Thank you. Thanks for coming on, Shannon. You betcha. Till next time. <laughs>